Hey everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. I'm Heidi. And we have Emily joining us again. Hi. And go follow her cat on uh, Instagram, sir, at Sir Wadsworth STL. And um, this is the podcast where we talk about creepy stuff. I didn't say that last episode. <gasps> oh, I know. No. How dare People I? No. I know what your podcast I is know. about. <laughs> it's also uh, not safe for work. I'm the worst podcaster. We haven't said that one in a while. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Because I mean, somebody's new. Yeah. Do we need a content warning on this episode? Um, I don't think so. Great. Um, I, unless you were directly impacted by the topic, probably not. Uh, we have a new review, and full disclosure, it's from Emily, who's sitting right next to me. But also, left this review before she knew she was going to be on the podcast. Yes. So uh, first of all, so we hear. It took me a really long time to leave a review because you cannot review things on Google Play, mm-hmm. or at least if you can, I have not been able to find that function in my phone. Right. And usually I listen to this podcast on my phone when I'm like walking or at the gym or in the car. So Which I couldn't we'll, leave a we'll review. we'll learn about in your review. <laughs> so <laughs> I finally logged on to iTunes so I could mm-hmm. leave a review. Thank you for your effort. I really appreciate yes, it. Yes, it was super. I had to open a window on my computer that I don't normally open. Whoa. It was a lot of effort. People. Thank you so much for your sacrifice. <laughs> Um, well, Emily says, addictive. I love listening when I'm out walking and it makes me not want to stop until the episode is done. Awesome. I'm glad that we're helping you achieve your fitness goals. Uh, I recently started playing it in the van while doing a theater tour and my actors have started saying, yay, creepy club, which is really cool. (laughs) That literally happened. That's awesome. Oh, that makes me super happy. But it also makes me feel like a ghost. (laughs) Fitting. Because I want to chime in on the conversation, but I know they can't hear me. Winky face. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Emily. And that's why it was so awesome that then you and I had a conversation, and you were like, come over and guest star on our podcast. And I was like, yes! Instead of to chime in. Yeah, instead of a ghost, you're now a cryptid. I don't know. <laughs> perhaps perhaps to Heidi's chagrin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm fine with cryptids. I just think that they're dudes that have been out in the woods for a real long time. Your Need husband. a bath and a shave. Possibly yeah. my husband. Yeah. I <clears throat> showered this morning. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Hygiene, we were... Rissa and I were discussing this uh, earlier today. Good hygiene is a lot of work, and it's a real pain in the ass sometimes. Mm -hmm. I can see why folks want to get lazy about it. But it is also very much appreciated by the people around you. Absolutely. I look forward to the day when there is, like, the equivalent of, like, a walk-through shower, where I can Mm -hmm. just, like, Mm -hmm. walk through it and come out. It's like Jetsons, right? Yeah, like where yeah, I get yeah, like steam cleaned or mm. something, you know. Mm-hmm. I like just I get sanitized somehow. Yeah, like the sonic vibrations just shake all of the everything off. It of just you. seems really <laughs> yeah. like how have we not come up with a method to get my hair clean that doesn't take forty five minutes? Right. Well, and especially because water is such a precious resource on our planet right now. Oh yeah. You're I mean, right. and I use dry shampoo sometimes, but 
That's only going to get you so far before you need to actually throw some soap and water in there. And you eventually need to wash it out because it builds up and gets real gross. Yeah. Yeah. I I discovered that. (laughs) (laughs) If you really push the hygiene boundaries, you can find out all kinds of things. (laughs) Right. Um, How to grow yeast. I did shower during that time. I just didn't wash my hair. Gotcha. I'm uh-huh, I, uh-huh, I'm generally uh-huh, uh-huh. and I All right, so moving on to creepy <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to creepy corrections, conclusions and clarifications. We believe that you shower. Um so you I always look very tidy to me. Thank you. I don't remember why, but we mentioned Jimmy Carter in the last episode and I was like, "Oh yeah, I think he has something to do with aliens. He saw a UFO once." So, uh, in 1973, he wasn't the president yet. But Jimmy the year Carter, of my birth, though. Great. Uh, I didn't mean for that to sound <laughs> as a- asshole as it sounded, <laughs> which is like the story of my life. That that sentence, I should say that sentence way more often than I do. Right. We'll make yeah, buttons like, I don't that have say resting great. bitch face. I have resting bitch voice. Yes. 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 Oh my god, that's so good. I'm using that forever. Anyway, anyway Jimmy Carter, alien. So. <laughs> He, fu- he filed a report with the National Investigations <clears throat> Committee on Aer- Aerial Phenomena, claiming that he had seen an unidentified flying object in October 1969. Uh, during the presidential campaign of 1976, Democratic challenger Carter was forthcoming about his belief that he had seen a UFO. He described waiting outside for a Lions Club meeting in Leary, Georgia, to begin at about 7.30 p.m. when he spotted what he called... The darndest thing I've ever seen. I love Jimmy Carter. Adorable. Uh, in the in the sky, Carter was, as well as 10 to 12 other people who witnessed the same event, described the object as very bright with changing colors about the size of the moon. Hmm. Carter reported that the object hovered about 30 degrees above the horizon, moved in towards the earth and away before disappearing into the distance. He later told a reporter after the experience he vowed never again to ridicule anyone who had claimed to see a UFO. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And during the presidential campaign of 1976, Carter promised that if elected president, he would encourage the government to release every piece of information about UFOs available to the public and to scientists. After winning the presidency, though, Carter backed away from his, this pledge, saying that the release of some information might have defense implications and pose a, na- a threat to national security. That means that there is information. Totally. I think that, though, supports my theory <laughs> that some other nations may be further ahead than us. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. UFO does not equal alien. No, this is true. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It c- could be, but it could also just be that somebody else is a little further along than we are. Okay, so I have a... No- I have Rissa a- hates it when I say that. I want to know well, why... Well, I don't want to get into a whole other discussion Why about he it. waited four years to report it. If he saw it in 69 and he Probably didn't ridicule. report it until 73. Well, and it could also be, too, that, like, he just didn't have an ear... Well, that's true. You yeah, know, know how to this would have been three years before the press. Yeah, campaign, I don't know. Campaign. Like, if you see, okay. who do you call exactly? Who are you going to call? Well, when we, <laughs> I interviewed my mom and she talked about her UFO experience. She said she called someone, but she couldn't remember who it was. And 
if I remember, they were kind of dismissive. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not, there's not like a, you know, 1-800-SAW-UFOs. Uh, if you've seen a UFO, you can tweet us at creepyclubpod <laughs> or email us right. at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. And tag Rissa. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will believe you. I will believe you. I won't <laughs> not believe you. I will believe that you saw something. I'm just not concluding it's an alien. That's all. All right, so I have another current creepy segment oh. to do. Okay. The story, I saw this, um, let's see, Friday night on Reddit. Um, and Michigan couple captures ghost on nanny cam following the incident of mysterious scratches appearing on her on the daughter's face. Ooh. So they have a toddler, and they found scratches on her face, and so they... They couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Did they put little baby mitts on her hands? I don't know. Probably. I mean, like, you put them in socks, right, or something. I mean, she's... I think she's older than the, the, you know, when you put the mittens on kids. I think she's older than that. But she still very well could scratch her face, I guess. So, But they set up a nanny cam either way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if they were hoping to catch a ghost or not, but... um, it's certainly a strange video. Usually those video. mittens are for newborns. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to play the video for you guys, and then uh, we'll come back and describe it. The video is, it's, you know, it's like black and white, like a, not, it's not an infrared camera, but it's black and white, right? Any, like a little webcam sort of situation. Yeah, it's just adjusted so that you can pick up movement in low light. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's kind of infrared. I mean, that's what my camera. Oh yeah, because that's she's... what my monitor looks like when I'm at the theater and mm-hmm. I'm calling stuff in a blackout. Oh, okay, so maybe it is an infrared camera, and and it's pointing toward. It's pointing. Uh, it's kind of a big open room, like probably their living room, and there's a a playpen in the middle where their daughter sleeps. Um, I have the hiccups again in case anyone <laughs> needs to take a drink. Drink. Um, and, uh, it's, it's kind of, I think it's probably in the corner of the room because you can see most of the room. Okay. Sorry to any audiophiles. We are drinking crinkly drinks and we're having some mic issues. I'm having ginger ale, but, um. (laughs) Well, I mean, ice and glass. Oh, Uh, yes. Clinky, clinkity. Yeah, I think it's like their family room or whatever. It looks like the couch is next to the playpen. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of like a cluttery space, so it's a little difficult to kind of discern. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a multi-purpose room. They live in the guest house off of the main house, so probably there's not very many rooms in there. Yeah. Which makes it sound a lot fancier than it is. It's not, yeah. No, it's like a barn. (laughs) Yeah, it looks, it's, the, the house is the shape of a barn, I mean, it's not like a barn, as in there's no structure yeah. on the inside. It's like no, drywalled and all that. This is like a blue collar country vibe. Not yes, not blue, co- blue, blue collar <laughs> country guest house. Not a right. pool house or whatever. Yeah, this is not um, high end gated subdivision. Yeah, and this is in Michigan. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. But anyway, so you're you're looking at the static room, and then all of a sudden you see a. I mean it straight up looks like a ghostly figure walking across the room i mean it's sort of transparent it's white it shows up white you know in the in the black and white video um and then you kind of see the the daughter she's maybe what two three she's oh not, very not old. even that old yeah and she's kind of like maybe a year yeah she pops up 
as if she heard something. She's like standing up. You know, it's like a little playpen that's maybe it's two like foot a high, and play two kind of two thing. and a half foot high walls. Yeah. Um, and like as if some she heard something. She's not looking at the figure in the video, but um, yeah, definitely this figure just like walks through the room. It definitely looks like somebody is walking, and then it sort of disappears. Yeah, that's the thing that got me, because a lot of times something like that that moves across the room, that can just be the reflection of a headlight. Right, that's what I was... But it does really look like Like a gate. A gate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like if you sandwich two negatives together and ran them at the same time. Yeah. Because the path that the figure moves doesn't seem to quite match up with the room that they're in. Oh, I thought it looked like it was like walking next to the wall. To me. But it didn't but it wasn't like paying attention to the furniture or anything. Oh, it was I just kind look. of doing its thing. Yeah, yeah it didn't it again, seem but... like it was like navigating around stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It was like a straight line for sure. Yeah, it was almost like somebody overlaid two negatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened, but that was kind of the appearance that it had is if you had if you tried to look at two film images together, yeah. sandwiched together at the same time that Yeah weren't the same thing and they said this wasn't the first paranormal incident that they've had they've heard footsteps going up and down the stairs they've heard an angry male voice and apparently the history of the house is that um this woman uh owned the house and uh her they they built the guest house for her mentally ill brother and he apparently committed suicide by jumping out of the window well actually the article's unclear on if it was the brother that committed suicide or um if this was a different owner later i don't know uh either way apparently somebody committed suicide in that guest house and um yeah and then also the mother of the daughter of the mother of the daughter the mother of the child uh said she had woken up one night and felt like there was somebody had their hands around her neck but nobody was there um and the angry yeah. male voice yeah that they hear screaming and laughing Ooh, i don't like screaming no thank you or laughing i mean I, one, yeah but i don't screaming think I especially no i laughing's creepier though yeah so i just want to know why the mother doesn't let them move <laughs> out of the house and into the main house yeah i don't know maybe they you know, maybe the mother doesn't like the spouse of her child. I don't know which child is. They were kind of messy. Or which person maybe is she her was child. like, you guys need to I think the tidy up before father. you can move in here. Yeah. Higgins' mom is Higgins, the father. Okay. Well, maybe. maybe it's she... a little cluttery. Maybe she's real neat freak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I. Yeah. I love a good pile. <laughs> because if a ghost was scratching the face of my grandchild, I'd be like, I'm sorry, you can't come live with me because I you mean, don't put the cans in the recycling. We don't know their history. <laughs> I'm That's just saying, true. some people are real. They're like, I well, don't care. Maybe, maybe this couple is like, we're going to stick it out. Ugh. I know. I don't know. Maybe they're being a mistake. Have they not seen paranormal maybe they activity? Don't, maybe a ghost scratching their daughter is preferable to the mother in law. Oh, that is that's also a possible. Very good point. <laughs> that's that very is possible. That's a legitimate point here. Yeah. So that's that's our uh, current creepy of this episode. So um, I'll put the link to this article 
in the show notes, which you can find at creepyclubpodcast.com. That was a good one. Thank you. I thought so, too. I was real jazzed about it when I found it. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, Heidi, what do you have in store for us today? So today we are going to be talking about Times Beach, Missouri. (gasps) Oh, yes. Awesome. My, My dad's kind of told me about this and I always thought "Mm, I think that'd make a good podcast so awesome it's pretty it's pretty interesting so Times Beach in our last episode we talked about Six Flags Times Beach is like just east of there Mm -hmm. um and for many many years let's see from 83 until I think 99 Nobody lived there. They had all been evacuated because of dioxin poisoning. Mm-hmm. We um, talked about dioxin on the conspiracy episode. What was the... I forget the name of the episode, but we talked about... Undisclosed experiments. Undisclosed experiments. <clears throat> yeah, that's one of those things, like, uh, probably don't want to be exposed to it. Mm-hmm. It was specifically TCDD contamination, which is just, like... It's a type of dioxin. It doesn't, you know, it's like the an acronym for the scientific name. But the, so a few things that I think are really interesting about the history. Well, the creepy part has to do with the corporations and the government. So not so far apart in topic from undisclosed experiments. Because, of course, the government fucks up and covers up. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And there's also one particular character in this narrative who is either the stupidest person (laughs) ever or has no soul. And I'm not 100% sure which it is. Okay. Um, Anyway, I think he made... I'm kind of leaning no soul. Like, just gives no fucks about anyone else. Yeah. Times Beach was founded in 1925, and it's on the Merrimack River. Yeah. So, when you're coming from the city, and you're headed out, headed west to go to Six Flags, (laughs) (laughs) headed west, um, you can see when you cross over the river, for many, many years, there was just like a sign that said, like... It said Times Beach, but it was also very clear that you weren't going to get to visit. I don't remember what the sign said. Oh, but like that, closed or like yeah, something that, like that it was like not available for perusing, right? Mm-hmm. So it ori- it originated they as part of a promotion through the newspaper. You could get a twenty by one hundred foot lot. For sixty seven fifty, and a six month newspaper subscription. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Through the St. Louis Star Times. Great. Yeah. So that lot is so teeny tiny that people will buy like two of them. When was that? Nineteen twenty five. Okay. I don't know what the equivalent would be, but that's still pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the exact number. Like, if I could get a lot in the city for six months of subscribing to the uh, post-dispatch, yeah. then yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Well, you also have to pay sixty-seven fifty, but still. Yeah. You Done. just get the post for free. <laughs> Early on, it was a summer resort, so people would. The plots were not very large. Even if you bought a couple of them, you're you're not building a very big house. Not right. on twenty by a hundred mm-hmm. or forty by two hundred. It's still going to be a pretty small house. So, and it was on the river. Often people would have it as vacation homes, that sort of thing. Right, I'd do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, Tiny house. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my dream retirement plan, is to buy a house on a river. Yep. Buy a lot on a river. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, what they couldn't anticipate is that the Great Depression was coming. Right. And... Then gasoline rationing in World War II. So mm-hmm. summer homes, not so feasible anymore. Right. People were, that kind of fell out of fashion. Yeah. Had other things going on. Uh-huh. And the town eventually evolved into a population of about 1,200 people. It was primarily low-income housing. Okay. And that would be, at that time, that was out in the sticks. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of... It's still pretty out in the sticks, but it's probably more developed than it was then. I'm trying to think if... Is it like near Sullivan? No, it's not quite that far. I'm not sure if it's technically part of... I would think it's probably beyond St. Louis County borders. Yeah. But not by a lot. Yeah. Not by a whole lot. Um, But it's... I mean, it's within 45 minutes of downtown. Oh, okay, yeah. It's so definitely not super duper far. No. The one thing that was kind of a bummer about the location is because it was on the river, it all flooding was a problem. Right. So then they started building the houses on stilts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, things, things go along. It's fine. They have a little store. It's not a, not a big town, but... They're doing their own thing. Right. So the town itself is called Times Beach? That was the name of it. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering if it was like, maybe just the resort part of it was called Times Beach, but okay. The whole town. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. So enter Northeastern Pharmaceutical Chemical Company. Mm-hmm. And, um... Sounds like the bad guy. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> They were responsible for producing Agent Orange. Oh, definitely bad guys. During Vietnam War. Mm Mm-hmm. The Vietnam War. And let's see. They also... That didn't have anything to do with Times Beach. That, I mean, that's terrible. But this particular terrible thing was they were producing a chemical called... Let's see if I can... (laughs) this should be interesting hexachlorophene and it was an antibacterial agent used in soap toothpaste common hold household disinfectants okay um and it was made from some stuff that included formaldehyde cool yeah cool (laughs) so the process of making this this chemical, there was an end, like, byproduct 
Mm-hmm. Called Triclof trichlorophenol trichlorophenol okay that had three to five parts per million of dioxin and they were like hmm that's probably not great and they figured out a way (laughs) to reduce it so it was 0.1 part per million but they still had a whole bunch of dioxin left over Mm -hmm. but they didn't want to like keep it at their place necessarily (laughs) so they call it still bottoms and what it is is this like thick oily residue and they put it in storage tanks Uh so it started at one facility in verona i don't even know where that is italy um i'm pretty sure it was (laughs) missouri (laughs) and so they started looking into like subcontractors to deal with it because they were like fuck this this is like way too much work i don't want yeah it's protecting the public Mm -hmm. stuff i just definitely want to farm this out to somebody else yeah so they hired this other company called the independent petrochemical corporation um to take care of the waste disposal they took the job but they didn't actually really know anything about chemical waste disposal. <laughs> they were just like, that's cool. They, they padded their resume a little bit. They seriously padded their resume. <laughs> and then they were like, we don't really want to do it either. So we're going to hire this guy. No. Okay. <laughs> named Russell, who has this like local small business for waste oil that's like subly saying your apartment that you're renting <laughs> like for Airbnb subletting your sublet yeah <laughs> yeah you're subletting your sublet is basically what happened mm-hmm. so they hire this local yokel russell martin bliss who owned a local waste oil business so i guess like you know if you go get your oil changed oh, okay right somebody has to go collect all of that yes yeah, but so he, he was small time okay yeah, yeah you're yeah. talking major giant chemical company yeah they hire a subcontractor to deal with the waste and they're like they hire we're not actually qualified and we don't want to deal with it anyway so we're just gonna get this guy who lives around here yeah. to deal with it i met him at a bar and he was <laughs> like uh he seemed oh, yeah, to- I, I, right. I dispose of chemicals sometimes so the subcontractor or the contractor was charging the evil chemical company three thousand dollars a load but they paid local yokel 125 dollars a load oh my god right yeah so he's clearly not a slick businessman. So you so you rent the apartment for four seventy five, and then you charge like four thousand and seventy five, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bliss had a storage facility in Frontenac. Oh, fancy. I know. Which I guess Frontenac has changed over time. <laughs> so <laughs> he had, but maybe not because this was an. Uh, in between, in 1971, between February and October, he collected, like, over 18,000 gallons of this chemical waste that was heavily contaminated with dioxin. 
and took it to his storage facility and then he mixed it into tanks that had crankcase oil, so leftover motor oil. Mm. And he was like, that'll be fine. Yeah. Like, now it's obviously safe. Right. Right? Um, I think we're just going to have to deal with the little static every once in a while. Okay. And then somehow, he then sells some of the oil to a refining company that's in Overland. Oh, my God. So it's just like passing the buck, like right and left. Oh, yeah. Just like one sleaze to the next, all the way down (laughs) to the tiniest of the guys. Yeah. You know? Um. So here's where things get really bad for everybody. If not already. Yeah, it's already, I mean, well, one of the, I'm trying to think which terrible thing do I tell you about first. (laughs) Okay, so Bliss, Mm -hmm. local yokel Bliss, he owned, um, he was into horses. Mm -hmm. And he figured out. Aren't we all? Obviously. Bliss figures out that if he sprays the arena with like a mist of this waste oil, it keeps the dust down. Gross. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. This so this is why like I'm a saying proof plan. Right. Yeah. And I thought, okay, dust in arena, sure, that's a little bit of a problem, but you know. Is water a, question mark anything but used motor oil yeah mixed uh, with a toxic substance yeah he didn't really point that part out <laughs> to future customers no of course not yeah so people were like wow it's really nice at your arena like you come and there's no dust i want in on that for my arena <gasps> So he does he start selling it? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. So he starts selling his services and it's for some like a pretty small sum of money in the big scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I think it one of one of his customers was like $250. Okay. <laughs> right? So he comes in, he sprays the entire arena. And these are people that have Is this the guy that you're like, I don't know if he's an idiot or if he's evil? Yeah, I think it might be a bit of both. Yeah. I in fact I'm certain of it. I mean, there is a certain like I mean, we we still are try we we're still discovering things about chemicals and thing and 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 learning how they're affecting our health. Well, and, and some chemicals like in 70s, exist right? in nature. Mhm. No, wait, this was in the 20s? What was it? No, 70s. 70s. You're okay. right. It okay. was in the 70s. Um Oh god, I just glanced down at my notes and it was actually $150, not 200 for their oh indoor arena. <laughs> it's even worse. Yeah. Um and it was like over 2000 gallons. So I mean, there is a certain amount of ignorance that we can kind of expect from just, you know, being still I feel uh, like unknowledgeable about chemicals in our I think there's also world. a willful naivete. Yes. Though. Yeah. Like if he had maybe stopped yeah. to think, well, even if I don't know if this is harmful, 
let me consider the possibility this might be harmful. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of people who just don't take that step. I mean, maybe he thought, well, oil comes from the ground, so it's okay to put it back on the ground. (laughs) I mean, was it that naive? Well, but assumedly, we also... They also knew at this point that the dioxin was toxic, right? They knew toxic, to right? they, knew they had way. to get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. So, but it's totally cool because I mixed it, it was with another. Not my oil. problem. Not my problem. Not my problem. Yeah. Well, and it. He later says, like, "Why well, didn't know anything about the dioxin?" Mm. Um. Which I might be true. I mean, yeah. we don't know because it, it had gone through another middleman first. Yeah. Uh, I think he had an inkling. Yeah. And here's why. Because after one of his first jobs doing the spraying, like, I guess he had done the motor oil thing at his place well, he, yeah, before he, he started um, mixing the dioxin laced. Oh, the, okay. Okay. So, like, that was his usual. Okay. Was to use this crankcase waste oil and spray his arena which just regular motor oil, probably not great for the soil, right? But wasn't causing any harm to the animals or the people that were coming in contact with it. It's just mm. probably real gross and hard to get off if you get it on you, right? And I'm sure it was like a fine mist. Well, he then goes and sprays this arena at somebody else's farm, and a bunch of their animals get sick. Like, almost um, immediately. And uh, let me look at my notes. Cause because I was going to say, I was like, if he's like, if he will, if he knows that there's dioxin in this and it's bad, why would he spray his own arena? Yeah. But it, since he was just spraying it with his own motor oil, that makes more sense. Well, the thing that, so the thing that tipped off the people at the stable where he had gone to spray was that they thought that it was like, it smelled really weird. Like there was a strange odor. Oh, interesting. I don't know if maybe this is something he had done for them. <laughs> They're like, it smells like it's... motor oil and dioxin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he had done this for them before. Mm-hmm. And so this was the first time he did it with the ones that had the dioxin in it. But within a very short period of time, um, like birds were falling out of the rafters in the oh barn. Oh my God. And a total of 60 horses died that had come through the stables. I may have missed this part. What kind of arena is this? I think these are... Like a rodeo? I think they're people who train fancy horses kind of arena. Oh, oh, right. You said horses. Okay. Yeah. So maybe uh, a dressage? (laughs) Yeah. I think if you're a person who has show horses or whatever, you know, you have your... Maybe, maybe training a, arena. Yeah. I don't think it's arena like maybe a, for the public, right? Well, yeah, I'm like when I used to take horseback riding lessons, it was just this big enclosed area that was big enough for a horse to run around. Gotcha. Kind of like a not quite a football field, yeah, in an well, oval and I, shape. I was wondering because you said the birds were falling out of the rafters. I'm picturing like a barn or a stable next door to this arena. Yeah, I'm sure like that it all kind of extends of arena. Oh, this is enclosed. Really, I'm picturing really like an outdoor oh. arena. So we're we're talking. It can be both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It could be either. Okay. I mean, it could have been that they had 
one the um humane society ranch that i volunteered at they had an indoor arena but it was all dirt floor just gotcha. like if you were outside yeah. gotcha. it just allows you to exercise and train the horses regardless right. of what the weather is okay yeah that makes but sense. they had an outside one as well mm-hmm. so i feel like even if he was just kind of dumb and didn't realize that there was the potential for harm um whether or not he knew there was something in there all these animals got sick yeah right after you went and sprayed the stuff mm-hmm. wouldn't that give you pause <laughs> yeah <laughs> like maybe i shouldn't do that again mm-hmm but he did. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Uh-huh. Money. And it wasn't just the animals. People got sick. The first ones that he did, they had two young daughters. They had diarrhea and headache and nosebleeds and abdominal pain mm. and all kinds of stuff. Then he did um, two other arenas and pretty quick succession like within a couple months Mm -hmm. and the children exposed at one of them developed a skin condition associated with dioxin poisoning Mm -hmm. and then in the other one um there was there were problems there as well and so all three of these stable owners ended up having to like remove several inches of soil oh, wow. to try and yeah. remedy the problem mm-hmm. because how far did it seep into the ground? And if you're somebody who raises horses, 60 horses is like millions of dollars. Yeah. It's a lot of money. And so the CDC was like, as in Center of Disease Control CDC, they were like, uh, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. That's an awful lot of dead animals and people (laughs) (laughs) with weird ailments in a very short period of time in this geographic area that all have, like, you know, horses in common. So, (laughs) yeah, he did his uh, work, it looks like maybe between, like, May and June or something, and then... The CDC got involved in August mm-hmm. of the same year. Are these ranches, I don't know, I said ranches, I don't know if they're actually ranches, but are these other arenas that he's uh, contaminating, are they in like kind of the same general area, like part of the country, like Missouri, southern Missouri, middle Missouri? I don't think really super duper close. One of them was in Jeff City. Oh, okay. One was in Moscow Mills, which is more... That's like closer That's, to here, right? Um, like if or you maybe take north. seventy out west towards Louisiana, Missouri, it's on the oh, way. Oh, okay. Uh, and the, there are outlet malls there. I don't. That's Warrington. I don't think so. Oh, no. I thought there was one at Moscow. And what, oh, there could be. You might be right. I I just know of the Warrington one. So Moscow. Um. So bubbling springs ranch near St. Louis. I'm not sure where that, that is. Fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. So Jeff City, <laughs> Moscow Mills. I mean, geographically, they're not right on top of each other. Yeah. But they're not super far away. I, I mean, was just wondering if he had brought it to other states or not, but it's like mostly Missouri. Huh? I'm really glad he did not right. pursue this further. Yeah. So the CDC comes along and 
they take soil samples, human blood so samples. So at this point, nobody's connecting it to the treatment that Bliss The stable them. owners were like, hey, I think maybe the stuff this guy sprayed was not okay. Oh, okay. But nothing had happened yet he was like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> everything's fine ignorance is bliss because uh, his name was bliss that was a joke oh that's good that's i don't even good. know if it applied i was really waiting f- for a moment that i could say ignorance was bliss when i heard his name was bliss <laughs> i'm i'm glad that you were able to work that in thank you okay sure no problem moving right along yeah the the CDC gets involved and they are not super stoked about what they're finding out <laughs> at all. We, this is not making us happy. No, they, so trick, let's see, trichlorophenol is, was discovered in 1973 and they did some testing on rabbits, which killed them pretty much immediately (laughs) oh Um, babies and some of the soil samples even a couple years after it originally happened still had like 30 parts per million and i think the tolerance is 0.1 so they were still way 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 past what is safe to be around what they know to be safe to be around Mm mm-hmm the EPA, this did not get on their radar until, like, 1979. <laughs> so, right on top of it. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, nothing moves fast no. in the government. So, how Times Beach gets involved in all of this, we'll come back to the EPA in a while. They didn't have a lot of money, and they couldn't afford to pave their roads. So, they had... Oh, no. Yeah. Um, let's see. It was, I'm trying to think of how many, if it said in here. Well, they sprayed all the roads, all 23 miles of dirt roads in time speech with this oil. So t- and- t- the owner of time speech paid bliss to do this? Well, I guess the mayor or government yeah. of time speech. Yeah. You know, whoever, whoever that is exactly. Mm-hmm. All 23 miles, the entire town. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. With this oily stuff to help control control the dust. Yeah. The whole flipping town. Yeah. That was it. $2,400. Okay. <laughs> yeah. $2,400. And at this point, this guy knew... That all that stuff had happened at those three stables. Oh. By then he knew. Oh. And still took the job. This guy's an asshole. Yeah. I'm not. Generally, a murder for higher costs much more. (laughs) Right. Particularly when you take out a whole town. Yeah. 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 Because the. It was May 1971 through like June. 1971 that he did those arenas mm-hmm. and it was a very within months that all those animals died yeah so by 1972 
he for sure knew about all that yeah. stuff. He was not Was there unaware. any, like, legal action taken against him by these other arena owners? Um, I think that there, w- there was some response to it, but I don't think he had... Like, did they just call him and be like, hey... <laughs> Part of it was that there wasn't, there weren't laws on the books yet that covered this sort of thing. Right. And some laws became a thing as a result of this. (laughs) Sure. sure. Some things were enacted Mm -hmm. to help um, regulate the disposal of toxic waste (laughs) and that sort of thing in response to what happened in Time Speech. Good. But. Uh, he wasn't, like, required to keep any records of the work oh. he had done. hmm Which, you know, kind of a he said, she said thing. But yeah. It was such a small amount of money that he was paid to do those jobs. It's very possible that they just paid him in cash. Right. Yeah. And it was, then, like, $150. And, and if there's no paper trail, then it's not really coming back to the big corporation either, right? The original pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Yeah. I think it took them a while to... It took them a to while to back. figure out how did he end up with this crankcase oil that had all this dioxin in it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it just kills me that this big corporation who has plenty of money, who could have disposed of it properly, which you're supposed to incinerate it. Um, but they were like, yeah, that's so expensive, though. <laughs> so expensive. It's really going to come yeah. into our profits. So we're just going to contract somebody out and like kind of close our eyes and cross our fingers and hope they do the right thing. And then they are such bastards that they just hire Country Bumpkin. Yeah. Who's like... Country bumpkin sociopath. Yeah, who's like, I don't know, I already got a bunch of oil. I'll just mix it in there. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I can make $150. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. It probably costs those horse owners $150 a month just to feed one. Right. Yeah. What the... I don't know how much a horse costs, but... I bet 60 of them is a whole bunch of money. Oh, yeah. 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 A whole bunch of money. There's Especially if they're competitive. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Most people who have an arena are probably training or training others. Yeah. You're you're not a um, casual rider of horses if you own an arena. Yeah. It's like you're not going to build a tennis court in your yard if you don't play tennis every day. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, anyway, not a hobby for people like us. It's <laughs> out Speak of our, for yourself. No. It's out of our income bracket. It Don't turns you know out. I own an arena and I have... I mean, obviously. Show horses. <laughs> so, this guy was a real tool. <laughs> a real tool. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Um, it's an understatement. Oh, it was the owners that had originally contacted the cdc mm-hmm. because i guess they had reached out to bliss and he was like i don't know what you're talking oh, about okay. okay everything's fine i do this shit at my house all the time it's cool maybe your animals are just <laughs> weak your animals are just weak and stupid obviously yeah um it took until and they're like he will not 
insult my horses. I'm calling the CDC. Exactly. <laughs> I can only imagine it was something. So it wasn't until 1982 that the EPA got involved. Mm. It took them... Let's see, what is that? <laughs> yeah. At like least 10 years. 10, 11 years? Maybe yeah. close to 11. Yeah. So in December of 1982, the EPA came through as a result of like all of this coming forward rather slowly over 10 years. Right. About these high levels of dioxin. And it came out that Times Beach was among the highest concentrations of dioxin. So people are living there still throughout these 10 years? Yeah, and it turns out that um, Bliss didn't just spray the roads once. He did it several times over the course <gasps> of four years. Oh, my God. So multiple times mm -hmm. he had been through there. Um, so I think it was like December 5th, the EPA... There was, um, there was a flood, and the EPA mm. was worried about the dioxin mm -hmm. spreading even further. I mean, people needed to evacuate. The Corps of Engineers was telling people they needed to evacuate because of the flooding. Yeah. And while they were evacuated, the EPA did a bunch of soil testing and was like, the dioxin level is still way too high. They had originally thought that the half-life of dioxin was like a year. Yeah. And it turns out it's more like seven or eight years. Wow. So it's much longer than they had expected. Um, and when they came... So the people are evacuated. Then on Christmas Day, they were told that they weren't going to be allowed to return. That wow. the dioxin levels were too high. Oh, my God. So everyone who lived in Times Beach was like, sorry, you don't get to come back. And there's a picture. Did they, I mean, when they evacuated, did they know, did they have a time frame? Did the EPA give them a time frame or how long they'd be, they thought that they would be evacuated? Like, I'm wondering if they, like, took all their stuff. You know what I mean? Or if they, they just They couldn't. Had Oh, because everything because else was, it was contaminated. contaminated. Oh, my God. Here's the sign that I remembered. It says, cautious, hazardous waste site, dioxin contamination. Stay in your car, minimize travel, keep windows closed, stay on pavement, oh drive God. slowly. Yeah, it's very foreboding. You're mm -hmm. like, uh, don't need, I don't know what's there, but I don't <laughs> yeah. need any of it. Yeah. Um. At that time, they had determined that the maximum was one part per billion. And at the time of testing, it was 100 parts per billion. <gasps> wow. Yeah. A much, much higher. And the thing that is interesting, that they didn't know, that they still don't really know what the impact of that is going to be the wow i guess yeah. sort of good because it's still contaminated to this day right like people don't go there no it reopened in oh 
Route 66 State Park is uh-huh. part of Times Beach. Oh. So the dioxin levels, are because the half-life was like seven or eight years. Oh, okay, okay. So enough that. time has gone by that it's not the dioxin harmful. levels are now low enough that they think that it's safe for humans. And okay. I've been there. Um, although it's not really developed. Times Beach, it's proper, is not developed. You can... Are there still the... Are the houses still there and stuff? No, they took... I want it to be uh, a ghost town so yeah well (laughs) it was for a while but what they ended up doing was like raising all of the houses and then burying them underground oh taking it so sometimes that was the solution for dioxin and one of the articles i read the chem the original (sighs) producer of the chemical byproduct paid a local farmer 150 (laughs) dollars These poor farmers. They'll do anything for $150. Okay, here, if you're a farmer and you're listening, <laughs> and some big corporation says, I want to dig a hole and put some stuff in it, how much are you going to charge me for that? <laughs> yeah. $150 is not enough. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is that they want to put in there, you don't want. Yeah. yeah. Just say Just say no. <laughs> it doesn't... Or like, say you can't afford it. Many years later, someone who I think had worked at that company, I'm getting my articles mixed up in my head, I'm sure, but had worked at that company, reported it to the EPA, and they went and dug them up. And of course, the containers had rusted out and were leaking into the soil. Uh, I mean, so wait. it's just one disaster after another. So when did when did they bury... they? So they they had more in containers and then buried those containers yeah they had all kinds of it um actually while and was time speech also in was time like speech? in where they um, buried it no that was near where the factory was okay or the manufacturing and what year was that was that right around the same time i think that was when they were still trying to do their own waste management okay and they were like i don't know before let's, let's let, before they contracted someone who gotcha. then contracted someone else gotcha the if you said that before i missed it sorry no it's okay um they also yeah it's just it's very confusing because there was a lot of different people changed right. hands yeah and it all kind of boils down to this bliss guy <laughs> in the end who's maybe not so bright but also probably doesn't give a shit about anybody else yeah but really the problem originates with this huge corporation yeah. that's not appropriately taking responsibility. Bliss probably has limited knowledge mm-hmm. about what kind of damage that could cause. Mm-hmm. And he didn't end up ever going to jail or anything like really? that. Really? I was no. going to ask, like, what happened to him? No, I th- there were some attempts at lawsuits and that sort of of thing I but think since there there's was, no laws about it well at the time there weren't a lot of things it was also very difficult to prove whether oh, he really yeah. knew if there was something else in there or not mm-hmm. um did he go to court i do there was quite a few lawsuits around it yeah yeah how about the corporation did they get right sued? um so let's see here and what was the long-term effect of the people who had lived there? Well, 
that's what's interesting. They think now that they may not have needed to evacuate after all. That even though the dioxin levels were higher than what they had set the standard for at the time, Uh that it may have been okay. And there were some people who lived in Times Beach who didn't want to be bought out. And they wanted to stay. No, they didn't. Oh, okay. I think there was... um, I mean, did... One or two people who tried to hold out for a while... Well, but, I'm curious, like, the, the kids that were in the, on the, you know, property of the arena got sick, but nobody nobody in Times Beach got sick? It depends on who you ask. I think okay. if you... I know someone who lived in Times Beach when they were a kid, and they were part of the buyout. He's my age, mm-hmm. uh, and he appears to be fine. You know everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went to a lot of schools. That helps. Yeah. Um, he seems to be fine, but there are other people who report that they have weird medical problems. And when they did laboratory testing, there certainly was evidence of ill effects from high levels of dioxin exposure. I personally would not have wanted to risk it and would have been happy to get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's nice and all, but bye. You know, mileage may vary sort of situation, I guess. Well, one article explained it like if you, some people are going to smoke four packs of cigarettes a day and nothing's going to happen because Mm -hmm. they are not genetically predisposed to develop lung cancer. But that doesn't mean that we're going to tell everybody to go ahead and smoke. Right. So some of the illnesses that people developed, maybe you have to have a genetic predisposition and exposure to something like that is going gotcha. to activate the illness. Yeah. Um, had you not come in contact with that ever, then maybe you wouldn't have had it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe direct exposure will generate a disease or an illness. I mean, it sounds like that's true, at least in the case of some people who had skin rashes. And it probably also depends on how much direct contact were you. Did you get hit with the spray directly? Were you inside when they sprayed? You know, just being near it, is that enough? Or do you have to handle it in some way and then like... Yeah not wash your hands and then make a sandwich or, you know, how there's so many different ways that people were interacting with it and so many variables. Mm -hmm. Um, And then add in all of the different genetic factors and lifestyle. And it it is a bit difficult to say, but I think that we can easily say that there was not adequate responsibility of the corporation at all. So, all right. So did the corporation have to do anything there were 14,000 lawsuits filed against um any 14,000 jesus yep and um there were suits against bliss but one of them was like ten thousand dollars i mean really 150 (laughs) dollars Yeah, <laughs> this is going right. Uh, the contracted company, the company that was 
contracted by the original chemical company. They all have ridiculous long names that are then acronyms, but so the chem the chemical company, the subcontractor was also sued. Yeah. And had to pay out money. I think Bliss probably would have gotten in a lot more trouble if it would have been easier to prove for sure that he knew right. he was getting contaminated stuff. Yeah. But I think he was pretty persistent in saying, like, I didn't know that that right. was there. Of course. And I don't know. I'd be a little... And he's like, I only have 150 bucks. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like... You are charging $3,000 and then turning around and you know what's in there. Yeah. You know exactly what's in there. And you also know that you are absolutely not qualified to deal with it. (laughs) So you go find someone who has no idea what the fuck they're doing and put them in charge. I just can't decide which human is the most fucked up in this formula. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think it's Bliss. <laughs> I, think. I don't know. I think it's that company. Yeah. Because they had to have known that he did not know how to properly dispose of this stuff. I mean, especially yeah. if they're paying him $150. Like, they decided what they're getting paid isn't enough for them to take care of it. Yeah, but also, so. like, he he sprayed that fucking town four times after knowing that it killed a whole bunch of animals and made some oh, kids sick he sprayed it over multiple oh, times oh, for over, over four, four years. years that's what it was yeah like i mean he that knew guy's fucked up yeah he had to know that couldn't just be a coincidence that yeah. the last three places i went and did jobs a whole bunch of animals died and people got sick right i mean come on he knew something was up and if that happened, I would certainly go to, okay, I would think, what's new? <laughs> well, I did start picking up those barrels that they didn't tell me what were in them exactly. I just mixed them into the motor oil. I'm sure that's fine. Right. That That's new, but that's probably not it. <laughs> yeah. It's probably something else. It's probably just a coincidence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't, and I'm sure they didn't have any hazardous labels on them or anything. Yeah. And he, what yeah. was it, like 200,000 gallons or something? Some, I mean, mm. it was a lot, a lot of stuff. I feel like at some point he had to be asking questions. I mean, there was just so much lack of responsibility at every single level. Yeah. Uh, the upside is that some laws did get put in place to better protect citizens. Yeah, um, that's good. And the threshold for chemical exposure is maybe not as low as they thought. Yeah, we had to have learned a whole lot of information. Like, But at the same it. time, they were like, oh, it might have been okay, but now they're kind of backtracking and they're like, well, that number we set, maybe it's still a little too high. So I feel like they don't really know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. And because some of these people are still young, Chris, that I knew growing up, um, we're both 45. He was maybe middle school or something. Yeah. He's not an old man yet. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, some people may not be exhibiting symptoms from their exposure yeah. yet. Do you uh, think that... Here's government conspiracy time. Do you think that maybe... 
they're downplaying it so that in the future they may be protected from certain lawsuits from people like Chris? Um, I think that's entirely possible. Bum, bum, bum. I think it's a little suspicious that it took 10 years for the EPA to get involved. Yeah. If the CDC knew about it. Yeah. I mean, they, I feel like the EPA knew about it. They're like a hop, skip, and a jump away from each other. Well, I'm not saying that, that the federal government does a great job with communication. Right. But 10 years. Come on. But I feel like somebody probably knocked on their door a time or two. Yeah. When this all came to light and was like, hey, so we noticed this thing. Yeah. And it seems like it's probably a problem. And I noticed that your sign says environment in it. <laughs> and I thought maybe you could help. You guys do this, right? <laughs> you guys do things with the environment, right? Because mm -hmm. I think I may have a potential environment problem. Right. And, oh, wait, your sign says you protect. Mm -hmm. So that I learned. I have an environment that needs protecting. <laughs> and I think there might be people that need protecting, too. Yeah. Is that, like, in your wheelhouse? Yeah. We're just the center for disease control. This is kind of like not our circus, not our monkey, right? Yeah. I feel <laughs> like the EPA should have been first in line. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It's They probably both should have shown up at the same time. Yeah. And then the CDC would be like, all right, it's on you, EPA. Well, then the thing that's kind of interesting to me, so they found out that this chemical, the this sludgy crap in a barrel was stashed in multiple different sites around Missouri. And since Times Beach was already contaminated, they built an incinerator there. They were like, well, oh. I mean, no point in contaminating some other new place. Yeah, yeah. Might as well just burn it all up here. I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah, that actually kind of made sense. So they had their own dioxin incinerator in Times Beach mm -hmm. uh, for quite some time, but the it is considered to be safe now, although I am not aware of any development there. Yeah. I think that that's going to be a tough sell for most people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably a real real estate challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should just go back to their original deal, sell it for like sixty-two oh, yeah. dollars, and a and post you, a special subscription. Yeah, yeah, and like you get, um, a St. Louis Public Radio sticker or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Nina Totenberg tote bag, and some uh, like they promise Ira Glass won't shame you. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of beer and hurricanes promised along the way. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but they're just going to skip out on those. Right, exactly. You're not actually going to get the drink. Yeah, we're referring to... Emily and I did a... What was it? A Mardi 5K? Gras. 5K. 5K, yeah. Yeah, Mardi Gras 5K, where we were promised beer stops and hurricane stops along the way. There was one, mm -hmm. and they were out by the time Emily and I All walked by. They offered <laughs> us was water. That sounds like some BS. And we barely... Yeah. Okay, and, and... Sorry, this is a tangent. The run was called Show Me Your Beads. Is that right? Or run for Your Beads. Yeah. Run for Your Beads. And we got maybe three strands from official park... Or uh, official run people, volunteers. 
And then <laughs> one, one strand. I know. <laughs> I'm really mad. I wanted beads. And then there was one person that was just handing them out randomly. Yeah. <laughs> we got no, but from. I was also upset about the fact that on the website, it was like, there's going to be a costume contest. Oh, yeah. And Rissa and I, like, got... We prepared. ...wholly into it. And then they're giving out the awards. And finally, we're like, is there going to be a fucking costume contest or not? And at the very last moment, the guy's like, oh, uh, yeah, if you dressed yeah, up... Yeah, we reminded him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah. Uh... If you dressed up, come to the front. You're all winners. And... Everyone who walked up there got a lottery ticket. And by the way, that was it was three people: me, Emily, and some other woman. Because like everyone else had loved it this yeah. But I was like, we legitimately deserve something Mm -hmm. for these costumes. We made our own. I'll post a picture on the yeah. I'll post a picture on the meeting. I remember your your costumes. I mean, yeah, you guys went all in. We digress. Okay, I think the. Short story is don't trust the government. <laughs> That's the short story. Yeah. And don't but trust large don't, corporations. And don't trust farmers. <laughs> yeah. Who or I guess oil. Well, what I was kind of take responsibility. Disposal. You know, there's that Reddit channel shower thoughts. Yeah. Today I was in the shower and I was thinking, why does the general public have access to so many caustic materials Mm -hmm. if you are someone who does agricultural work you're doing some kind of farming your regular old farm store is full of all kinds of really gnarly shit yeah like but just regular joe citizen has access to all kinds of things that are not probably really necessary yeah why why do we why is this stuff so wild widely available? Yeah. Like bleach? I don't really use bleach on a regular basis. Why do we have access to that? It gives me a that? wicked headache. I yeah. never use bleach. Yeah. And if it touches my skin, migraine. And if you mix it with ammonia, you're dead. Yeah. So make one or the other not available to the public <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what ammonia is used for, but both of those things are used for cleaning. Yeah. I mean, I can understand cleaning, like, biohazardous material, but I so very rarely come in contact with that. But yeah. I don't, I I don't just, need bleach to clean. I, can, I just clean my counters with vinegar or whatever, mm-hmm. baking soda. Like, that's that works for my home. Yeah, agreed. There, There are a surprising amount of really potent chemicals available to the general public public yeah it's kind of disturbing yeah but it you know so time speech was it was kind of it was a bummer on a whole bunch of fronts (laughs) (laughs) yeah one they got flooded two while they're evacuated they find out not only are you flooded and it's not maybe you lost all your stuff it's you can't fucking have it back right even if it did survive the flood, sorry. Yeah. Um, you can't ever go back. And then to find out later, oh, maybe you could have. We're not really sure. Yeah. But maybe it would it might have been actually all right if you stayed. Uh oops are bad. Oops. <laughs> Upside possibly is that 
maybe there will be fewer long-term health effects for people than they anticipated. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but it's still kind of early to tell. Yeah. It's not been that long. Yeah. And there are definitely people who are reporting strange illnesses. It's kind of like, and if, you know, I didn't have time to dig into where the statistics are coming from. Yeah. Because I would sure like to know that. I certainly hope that they were wrong about the need to evacuate because that yeah. means that fewer people will probably be ill. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know where these statistics are coming from, where they're saying that there's not necessarily an increased number of illnesses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, says who? Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. I totally believe that. Yeah. Um, I think some things just take a long time and some things get passed to next generation. Yeah. And you don't realize the impact. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And there could have been also a wider spread impact. Like, you know, I'm sure it leached into the river and went downstream. Mm -hmm. And what about the fish and what about animals that they hunted that had been exposed to this? Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure consequences of this spread to nearby communities also. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. It's kind of like lead exposure. Missouri has a really high rate of lead and it's um, mostly from paint. Wow. And older homes, lead paint, Mm -hmm. but just a quarter size chip of lead paint ingested by a small child can cause developmental delays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, Permanent ones. Wow. Just a quarter size. And you think a quarter size is not very much if you think about that, if it's one tiny flake at a time. Yeah. You know, if you live somewhere where maybe the paint is just a little loose and crumbling once in a while, you know, it it doesn't have to to be a ton Mm -hmm. to really impact it. And they look at, they think this is going on in Flint now too like the long-term effects of that kind of lead exposure or increased aggression Mm -hmm. um and uh other kinds of problems that other cities who don't have similar lead exposure don't experience yeah and now i have not dug into all the science that connects those Uh. dots i'm a little scared to yeah um but I do know that I have since learned that because of where we live, we should probably not plant our gardens directly into the soil. We should probably use raised beds because of lead and the Mm. lead content in our soil. Oh, wow. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely planted things in the (laughs) ground. (laughs) We both have gardens or have had gardens in the past. Yeah. I did all container gardening last year. I've definitely planted things directly in the ground, though. Anyway, so... That was Times Beach. Wow. Cool. Yeah, don't... I Yeah, I, I knew... I'm glad that you went into depth with that because I'd always heard about it. And what I just thought was somebody dumped chemicals Mm-mm. in the water or something. But yeah, it was like just a whole one lot more bozo. bullshit than that. Yeah. I thought it was... Uh, I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I thought like some corporation dumped something there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think... I thought it got used as a dump site or something. Right. I didn't realize that it was accidental exposure. Yeah. Um, via some 
numbskull right with a sprayer and a truck so maybe to litigate a little bit of the bummer of this episode we (laughs) we teased in the last one that maybe emily was gonna tell us some ghost stories i love a ghost story i'm ready yeah yeah so i work in the theater and theaters just how we know each other yes theaters um tend to be haunted at a fairly high rate i feel yeah which we've talked about in many episodes (laughs) Uh, but I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for a year, and Charleston itself... It's an old city. Right? ...is a very haunted city, uh-huh. and the theater that I worked at, the Dock Street Theater, is one of the haunted places in this very haunted city, um, and I love the story of one of the ghosts that's there. They also say that it's haunted... By the ghost of um, John Wilkes Booth's brother, mm-hmm. um, Junius Brutus Booth, who was also an actor. What a name. But I think it's kind of a bullshit story because he didn't, <laughs> he acted there, but he didn't die there. Right. Like the story is like, oh, he had a fight with a guy one night there and now he haunts it. <laughs> Some of the stories in Charleston are that like is that. A it's r- like, um. <laughs> Storytelling is culturally like, like a no, game but, of telephone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and how truthful it is is less important yeah. than how much flair you put into the right, story. exactly. <laughs> I think they just want to be like, check it out, John Wilkes Booth's brother, Hans Air Theater. <laughs> yes. That, but that whole family, there were a lot of um, actors in that family. That's a really intense name. Yeah. June. Wait, I, I think what was it, Junius? Well, I know his middle name was Brutus. I, his first name is something like Junius. It's, it's very... Flowery. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. <laughs> Look at little baby Junius Brutus. <laughs> Brutus. Yeah. That does not roll off the tongue. But okay, carry Maybe on. Maybe it's his stage name. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, here's, here's the story of this ghost that haunts the Dock Street Theater. So it was not uh, always a theater. It was also a hotel for a while. Hmm. It was called the Planters Hotel. Not very well-to-do people stayed there. Like, okay. Uh, Delinquents. And- <laughs> was it more like no. a rooming house? Or- well, it was just kind of, I mean, it was a or hotel. Like a but it was just kind of a lower class hotel, but also um, a certain type of lady. Right. You could oh. find a certain type of lady at this hotel. So across the street, there's this big church. Mm-hmm. And so there's a story about this woman. And she is, she was from the countryside and she moved to the city. And she actually worked at, as a secretary at the church. For a while, and she fell on hard times, mm-hmm. and so she started hanging out at the hotel. Right, and then, uh, of course, all of the religious people who went to the church started looking down on her, like she couldn't go to church anymore. So uh, there was one particular day during a thunderstorm where she was standing on one of the balconies. There are several balconies across the the front of the building. She was standing on one of the balconies shouting obscenities Mm -hmm. at the people who were headed to church and lightning struck the railing on the balcony and she died. Wow. And so people say that they see her walking around 
the theater. And those church people were like, God struck her down. (laughs) I know. They were like, she got what she deserved. Exactly. Um, But people who have seen her say that it it looks like she's walking on her knees because Uh, uh where the floor is now in the building is um, higher than the floor was when she was there. I've heard so that, she's like walking on the original yeah, floor. I've heard that about several ghosts that we've, I mean, I, would, I think we've talked about that several sounds ghosts. familiar. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, I worked at the theater for like a year and I didn't see anything. There were other people, other people who've worked there for a while who told me that they had seen her on occasion. Our house manager said he had seen her a few times and he was a fairly trustworthy sort of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one night when I was in the office upstairs by myself, and I just, I got the feeling that someone was watching me. <gasps> Which, again, like I'm like, let's not test any theories. And I just <laughs> noped out mm-hmm. and was never by myself that late. Uh, Unlike there Lucas, ever who again. runs scientific tests. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, that's He's like, that's if cool. it goes off a third time, then I'll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my story cool. about that particular haunting. I love theater ghosts. I think that's my favorite. Yeah, she doesn't really create any trouble or anything. That's she good. just kind of hangs out and watches the show sometimes, from mm-hmm. what I've heard. That's nice. I like that. I like that too. Cool. Well, shall we close her up? I think we should. Okay. Well, thanks, Emily, for being on these couple of podcasts with us. Thanks yeah, for was, letting me hang out. It was, super it was fun. awesome to have you have you on the cast. It was super fun. Yeah. And thank you, Brandon Lee Chilcoat, for our wonderful intro and outro music. Um, if you have any stories about theater ghosts, or if you grew up on Times Beach, or... Uh, if you know of any um, pharmaceutical companies that are dumping <laughs> illegal waste anywhere, I mean, don't I'm, call the EPA, I guess. <laughs> but also tweet us at Creepy Club Pod or email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash creepyclubpodcast. You can follow us on Instagram at creepyclubpodcast. You can follow me at creepyclubrissa. You can follow Heidi at creepyclubheidi. You can follow Sir Wadsworth at Sir Wadsworth STL. Um, he's an awesome, awesome cat. You should totally follow him. So handsome. So handsome. Oh, <clears throat> Heidi got choked up. Ooh, so handsome. <laughs> well, let's try that again. So handsome. There we go. I'm not cutting that because that was funny. No. Uh, <laughs> no. I sound like some kind of monster. All right. Uh, and uh, we will post our show notes, which we call meeting minutes, at creepyclubpodcast.com. Please share us with your friends. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, do anything you can to help support us. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And Emily, will you take us out? Meeting adjourned. Woo!